Welcome to another digital engagement podcast brought to you by LivePerson. Through its Live Engage cloud-based platform, LivePerson creates meaningful, real-time customer connections that increase conversions and improve customer experience. I'm your host, Patrick Spencer, Senior Director and Editor-in-Chief at LivePerson. Joining me for the following podcast was Monica Hammond, Outreach Marketing Manager for the United Way of Greater Atlanta. So, Monica, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for thanks for uh, having us. Looking forward to this conversation. Let's start by chatting about the, the United Way and specifically the 211 organization. You're, and you're based in Atlanta, so this is the Atlanta chapter, I believe. It is. But, but you know, give our, our listeners an overview of uh, what the organization is all about. Oh, wow. Uh, well, we'll start back at the very beginnings. Um, 211 uh, started initially as First Call for Help, which was a telephone number where people would call prior to it being the 211 number. Mm-hmm. It was a number that people would call Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, uh, back in 1974, and uh, they needed help in the community. And the previous CEO of United Way determined that he wanted the First Call for Help line to be a more viable source in the community. So he went to an agency called the Georgia Public Service Commission and got us appointed a three-digit number, so it would be an easy-to-remember number. And then later it was approved, uh, the, the number, by the FCC. And then we had our 211 number given to us, and it became a 24-hour helpline. So not only are we a 211, but we're the first in the nation right here in the Atlanta office. Oh, wow. And, yeah, as a result of starting it, uh, we now have over 243 211 call centers in 50 states, uh, some throughout provinces in Canada, an office in Puerto Rico. And what we do is we are a confidential 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week information and referral service that helps individuals throughout the metropolitan Atlanta area, 13 counties to be exact, with the basic needs and resources. You can also call to volunteer time or donate items. So it's just a great number to connect the community together. I didn't know you could actually call to donate items. That's <laughs> Absolutely. something I learned today. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, uh, we have bilingual line agents. Uh, that speaks Spanish, French, and Swahili, and Vietnamese on right here on site. And we have the unique ability to translate calls in 140 different languages thanks to a special language line. So you took on this role. This has been, I, I think, uh, what, four, five or six years ago at least, maybe seven years ago? Um, in terms of uh, the role with United Way, nine years ago, and in terms of the role as the outreach marketing manager, um, I was actually the outreach manager, and then um, we devised a 30-page uh, marketing plan to really promote the service. I did. And shortly after, um, my previous vice president changed my job title to outreach marketing manager. So I've been in the outreach manager role for about seven years, seven and a half years now. I see. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that, I, I knew it was, uh, it's been some time since you moved into this role. Right. Uh, so you've seen a lot of changes from a web standpoint and, and oh, marketing absolutely. standpoint. Oh, absolutely. What, what was your web uh, presence like and the, the experience for clients that were engaging with you uh, like when they came to the web when you took on this role of 
six or seven years ago. Well, back then, you know, you know, we looked at and we could see how many people, we could look at the number of hits that uh, were coming through to our website. So at that point in time, you know, when you're looking at the history of it, uh, you're, we could see, you know, that we had a lot of people visiting the website and searching for themselves for resources. But the majority of the people that contacted us uh, contacted us through t- traditional ways, which were the calls, and then we had the letters being mailed to us. We had a few people uh, that would go to the website and look up resources for themselves. And it wasn't so many people, just like regular contacts that needed help. So you inherited the Big Web Project. You know, How did you go about working with the, the broader team to ascertain where you've taken it today? You really moved from Web 1.0, you know, a static informational website, to one that's dynamic and you know, actually allows one to digitally engage with uh, uh, with your counselors and with your your employees online to talk about that whole transformation and how it came about. Well, you know, interestingly enough, if you know, it says I was looking here on the form. It says from Web 1.0 to Web 3.0. Really wasn't wasn't heavily familiar with Web 3.0, Patrick. But you know, let me just say that. It wasn't just myself, you know, really our whole team took this on. And Patrick, we transformed from a regular call center to a full-service contact center. So transforming uh, our web base and our e-services from a digital perspective has increased our contacts by over half a million contacts in the previous fiscal year. So we were averaging about 299 or sometimes a little over 300,000 contacts per year. And when we incorporate Incorporated our web services, our digital engagement, we reached a whole new spectrum of individuals, individuals that were not just user savvy, Patrick, but individuals that preferred to communicate with us from a more anonymous point of view, not necessarily wanting to call in for help, but, you know, trying to seek resources and be empowered on their own and not necessarily wanting to have that personal conversation, but yet still in need. So it, it opened us up to a new market, so to speak, of individuals. So it's, it's amazing, very exciting. Now, now, how long has this new model been in place? Is this I, for about three years, three mm-hmm. and a half years now. So that's when you saw the the, the big jump in, yeah. in terms of the incoming uh, number of calls that you were absolutely absolutely absolutely. Uh, matter of fact, um, summer before last, we just saw him a tremendous. We saw like a 76% increase in people that were chatting. You know, we looked at our results for May, and we went from like 900 to 1,200 chatters, people chatting, and. Uh, it was just amazing to us wow. how many people just took to it and and how fast. What, what do you attribute to that huge increase? Did you make some changes in terms of the placement on the website? Did you start doing some proactive chat invitations on your, on your website at that point in time? Or what, what caused the well, huge increase? Well, we had some designs where 
people would uh, join the website and, and um, you know, they would look on our website and then as they were searching for resources, we would have the icon going by with the invitation to chat. As, you know, so we call it like the floater, you know, coming in and saying, uh, <laughs> come so on in, how about a chat? the proactive and the static chat button. Yeah, yeah. So it was really uh, helpful in terms of engaging them to, uh, to do that. And uh, it worked. And so a lot of times it would lead us into uh, other pages because they would click on that or they might want to look at the website or as they're looking for the website for resources, you'll see that invitation to chat float across the screen. And so, you know, it's all sorts of unique ways to do that. So that was one way of getting them to do it. You noted you added email and chat and texting. Did that all happen concurrently or did that happen in sort of a phase staged process? Uh, you know, it really all happened concurrently. And these are fully dedicated chat agents, or are they blended with doing phone and, and chat? Uh, we have some that are fully dedicated, but for the most part, they both they just blend it. They do both. You mentioned the exit surveys as well. What what are you measuring their satisfaction on a scale of one to ten, or how, how does how does that work? Just by just by percentage, uh, we ask probably three questions, and I could share those questions with you. For an example, we'll ask, did they receive uh, the information they needed? That'll be in the survey after the chat, and we'll ask, uh, were they satisfied with their chat response time, and was the referral specialist helpful? Because we want to know, was this time, was, did you get what you needed? Number one, was it time effective? And then the person who you spoke to, did they provide quality service? I can tell you from looking, let's say, uh, over the past several months, let's talk about April. When we surveyed our, our chatters asking did they receive the information they got, uh, that they needed rather, it was a 96% success rate. Uh, wow. They were pretty happy with that. When they asked were they satisfied with the overall uh, chat response time, it was a 99% success rate. Mm. When we asked was the referral specialist helpful, it was 100%. Uh, for the month of April. And we've averaged right near those numbers when I'm looking over the past months since last July. You know, we're, we're up in the 90s for all three of those questions. And, and then you're taking chat transcripts, I would assume, and then coaching your agents on processes and best practices, what's working, what isn't, uh, and maybe using those to even make determinations as to, gee, we should have some information on our website in this particular area because we're getting a lot of chats from this particular page mm -hmm. and they're all asking for this type of information. If we actually put it on the web page, they'll self-serve. So how, yeah. how do you use the chat transcripts in terms of just analysis and getting smarter about how you do things? Well, it's, it's really great because uh, with our quality assurance uh, reports, we show that our number one request, even with the chats, is electric bill payment assistance. Number two is rental assistance. Number three is food. Um, that also yields true for our telephone calls. So what's interesting is the results of the chat and scripting and, and the needs of the chat chatters are very similar to our callers. You know, they're just using a different mode of communication. So what's neat about it is we already have all of that in place because the numbers are very similar in terms of the request. They're, they're, you know, we're noticing utility bill payment assistance is that number one need, whether a person's chatting with us or calling us or, or, or writing us or emailing us. 
<laughs> they are they're in need of help with their utilities summer and winter. And uh, second, housing, rent, rental assistance. Now, how long did this take you to, to configure and get up uh, and running? Was it a lengthy period of time? I assume it probably is a matter of a, a couple of weeks. It was should have been pretty seamless since it's from the cloud. Oh, yeah. When it started, uh, I guess perhaps in a week and a half even. It was very mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Virtuosity is our friend. <laughs> it's, and then how do you determine who is going to actually be do, who is going to be the chat agents you started with four and you've expanded it to 13 some are dedicated some are are blended but how did you go about deciding well these are people that would make good chatters versus now they should stay on the phone or they should do email or you know how, how did that whole process work well, let me tell you, it was people that had a very low unavailable time, um, agents, uh, and I say people, but agents that uh, were very thorough when being monitored for quality assurance purposes, hitting all of the marks, uh, reflecting feelings, uh, sharing, asking the second question, providing adequate resources thoroughly and accurately. So based off their criteria and their scores, uh, we we chose the individuals that we felt would be most thorough and at the most value to the chat process and give our customers a great customer experience. So we have all of our agents are extremely talented, well-versed, and very familiar with the taxonomy codes to be able to get in there in our system and get access to resources. However, we just had some above and beyond achievers uh, that uh, had a great average handling call all time, and we utilized those individuals that were really good at that and started out with four, and because of the demand, uh, we increased that to 13. You sort of alluded to some of the things you may be working on in regards to digital engagement, but you know, what, what does the future roadmap look like for the 211 organization in Atlanta? Where, where are you headed from a digital engagement standpoint, providing the, the services and engagement with your, your constituents? You know, I think, you know, our, our, we'll, we'll never stop with the call because that is our brand, you know, 211 call for help. Um, we have changed our model to call, that's not our logo, call, click, connect. That is major. Now, call is the number one word, but call, click, and connect. Now there are many ways to connect with us besides the call. So that in itself says and speaks multitudes. We are transcending more and more into a digital engagement resource. Hmm. And we will be measuring in the future the needs of our callers and more unique ways to capture them. Now, one thing I didn't mention to you is we have our 211 app. So, you know, now callers that are transient can access 211. You know, they don't have to be sitting at home at a desk. They can not only call us on their cell, they can contact us through their apt app on the cells. I call it an app, an app on their cells. So they can contact us without calling us from their cell phone and search the 211 app. Some of the innovation you're working on, is that being adopted by the broader United Way organization within the United States? Absolutely. Um, United Way Worldwide, uh, United Way of Greater Atlanta, 
which is here. Um, you know, we're definitely uh, over the years have perfected our United Way website, and it's gone digital, um, which just makes it so much more convenient for people to look up resources in the different counties that we serve. So there was a and is a digital campaign with our top marketing department for all of United Way of Greater Atlanta. So, you know, the things that 211 is doing, we're all doing it in sync with the organization. And uh, I don't think that was planned. Thanks so much for your time today. You're welcome, Patrick. It's been a great experience. Thank you for listening to another Digital Engagement Podcast brought to you by LivePerson. Check out other Digital Engagement Podcasts at liveperson.com forward slash podcast. LivePerson Solutions helping you to drive tangible business value from your digital engagements via chat, voice, and content, all delivered at the right time and through the right channel. Live Person. Connections through digital engagement.